welcome to the Willing Podcast, Chronicles of a Church Planning Team. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, it's, it's been a while. We haven't actually put anything up for a little bit. But if you're new to this podcast, uh, we started this to just, like the title says, chronicle our uh, beginnings as a church plant. And my name is Michael Badger, and I am here with Lacey Hunley. Hi, I'm Lacey Hunley. Um, <laughs> so we, we're getting pretty dang close can I say dang on a Christian podcast? No. I mean, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Let us know. Can we say dang on this podcast? Well, some people like <laughs> some people are really strict about okay. like even the like fake curse words. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. Weird sometimes, but yeah. Anyway, we're pretty darn close. To, That's the one. <laughs> or is that worse? I don't know. We're just close. We're close. It's getting very incredibly close yeah. to the time to move. Exactly. <laughs> we will be all moving. right. Uh, and actually, you and Ethan, your husband, are even closer than me and my wife are. Yes. So how are you guys doing with the whole preparation thing? When are you guys moving? Uh, are you guys stressed out about it? Like, what's going on in your minds right now? Okay, I will answer this question. But before I answer this question, mm-hmm. I do want to state that the reason we haven't been podcasting in a while is the same reason that you will hear background noise. Oh, yeah, that's true. Michael and Kayla had a baby. We had a baby. Feel feel free to talk or not talk about that. I will now answer the question. Yes, we are um, going to be moving in two weeks. So we are just smack dab in the middle of all of the moving things. We have paid for our new place in Vermont and we are under contract um, with our house and we'll be closing on the day we move and um, I mean we're just right in the middle of everything nothing's Mm -hmm. completely finished nothing's completely um, begun Um, of course we haven't seen our rental home that we're moving to yet um, just because of all of the COVID-19. Which that can be scary in and of itself. Because <laughs> Kayla and I did that one time. And we got to the apartment. And I mean, you know the story. And like the drawers were disintegrating in the kitchen. So that's oh, even that can be a goodness. stressor sometimes. Not that that's going to happen to you. Yeah, but. sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what? I'll take drawers disintegrating over a lot of other things. That's so, true. yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're, yeah, we're just in the middle of everything and Ethan's finishing up residency, but he'll still, um, he actually, because of COVID-19 will have, do you say COVID-19 every time or do you just say coronavirus? Um, it depends on how snooty you're feeling. Cause you can also say like SARS-2 or, Ooh. yeah, there's a bunch of different ways you could say it. So I'll stick to the pandemic. Okay. okay. The pand- so because of the pandemic, um, we, he, his test was postponed. It was supposed to be in March. So now he's kind of, um, still having to take the test once he gets there. So yeah, um, we're just right now we're pack, packing boxes mm-hmm. and we're saying goodbye to family, um, and just tying up loose ends here in Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm also pregnant and I'm due in, um, about three and a half months. So also having That's like crazy. baby showers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're still doing life, but we're also doing this huge transition um, and yeah. this pandemic. So. Right. You know what's crazy is that we started this whole church plant team 
like with three less babies than we're going to have when yeah. everybody's actually up there. Isn't that, isn't that crazy yeah. to think about? Yeah. So the Wilsons also had um, a little boy very soon after Kayla and I did, like a week after after we had that, our son, yeah. Rowan. So, yeah, we're growing the church one baby at a time. Yeah. So, yeah. so in the midst of all this moving and uh, just getting everything prepared, like has it been hard to balance these feelings of, of I'm, I'm sure stress has been there, but also excitement um, and also maybe even, you know, a bit of grief too, because you're leaving a place where you've, you know, made friends and, mm. and, you know, had a church family and all that kind of stuff. So what are your feelings going in, I guess, in, in yeah. that kind of realm? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the hardest part about all of this was the pandemic. I think mm. that was a genesis for me having such a tough time. Um, the move in this weird way has been kind of what I've needed to, mm. to go through this. I mean, will the whole world have like PTSD or something after two years? I mean, going through this just weird situation, mm-hmm. the move has been like this provision from God in a way, because, um, I was initially able to leave the house and bring my kid to childcare and go volunteer at the church and do things but staying home it's really helped me to focus on like staying home I I have to focus on my family but having Mm -hmm. the move I'm able to like put all of my passion right (laughs) and my like energy and my excitement about life Mm -hmm. (laughs) into the move and I've been able to focus on the move and I've been able to think about okay my life right now isn't going to be the same sitting at home for the next year. Mm-hmm. Like we have this huge transition. There's so much that's going to be happening. So in this weird way, while there's a lot to plan and there's a lot of logistics, um, it's kind of been a blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was hard to work through at the beginning whenever, honestly, I was just so frustrated about the pandemic and not right. being able to say goodbye to people in Jackson, like not just the fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. of how this move would work. Um, and this is a small portion, but, but it was a huge thing. I had a grandparent die. I had a grandmother die. Um, so not even knowing if I would be able to say goodbye to my grandmother and, Mm. or any family didn't even know if I would be able to visit family that was in Louisiana because of this. So that really was the, the fear. But as things have gotten a little bit looser, um, honestly, it's just been in this weird way, just a blessing. It's been my new job that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been kind of strange for Kayla and I, too, this whole mm-hmm. pandemic thing. And <clears throat> the, <clears throat> man, sorry, I almost had a weird thing in my throat. But, um, yeah, so like for Kayla and I, it's been kind of a blessing, too. And I know it's like a horrible tragedy and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's been cool seeing how God can take these horrible events and work them for the good of those who love them, right? Yeah. And because he did that for Kayla and I, because um, what could have been this horrible thing for us too, like it ended up being um, this time that we could spend together before Rowan came and um, it, I don't know, just allowing Kayla to be able to you know kind of get off of her feet because she was working at the kindergarten, um, get off of her feet the last like month of, mm-hmm. of pregnancy and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been a really weird time to try to plan church planting things because also at the same time like we've had to do a lot of 
Zoom things or a lot of Skype things, I yeah. guess, when it comes yeah. to like church planting uh, meetings and stuff. So mm-hmm. like it's just kind of a and also like our um, we we finished up our. Um, our, our pre-launch counseling and all that kind yeah. of stuff with the yeah. rights. Uh, but we had to do that over Skype. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's cool being able to see how God uses these weird times for his glory and, uh, and showing his, like you said, his provision and faithfulness throughout it. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. And I mean, you guys, you guys leave at the end of this month in two weeks, you yes. said, right? Yes. Man, that's awesome. That's yes. super exciting. So what's what's all the logistics look like with you actually getting there? Do you have to? You said you had a quarantine for so, sort of kind of yeah. So um, <laughs> so the thing that makes it a little bit more difficult is that because we have a toddler and because we also have two vehicles and like a dog, you just have to think of all these other things. We need to drive and fly. So. Mm-hmm. I needed help for flying. So the difficult part is that my parents are coming mm-hmm. and they're not essential workers. So if we're oh, just yeah. going and we're essential workers because Ethan's a doctor, um, the quarantine stuff is really lenient. We would still probably do a 14-day quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel a little bit more under the gun because my parents are from Louisiana. Right, um, right. And they're going to be go- going with us. And... Um, my flight will be, I mean, not basic, not nonstop, but my flight will be, it will just have one connection. But of course mm-hmm. the drive, their drive is like 24 hours. So the logistics of that is just basically we'll stay in our, like renting our rental condo mm-hmm. um, in Vermont as much as physically possible. But yeah. um, I think a big thing that I'm noticing just in the move is how important it is that me and Ethan are the type of people to take help from other people. Mm-hmm. That's not something that's difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, we love returning the favor. We love helping people, but we also realize like it's so important and it's so, um, I don't know. It's just so fruitful to be able to receive help from people. Yeah. And, um, so that's basically what we're going to have to rely on. Right. Um, but that, but it's something that's been offered to us by the church there, New King, and also from um, Ethan's work. And, oh, that's awesome. And I think it's really important in that sense to even, although we may feel more comfortable mm-hmm. accepting from New King because they understand why we're moving and they understand mm-hmm. us, I think it's also really important that we take help from um, his job just to show them that like we trust them and yeah. we want to establish a good relationship with them um, and to take the things that they're offering. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we are, but um, they've, they've offered to help us with groceries cause you're not really supposed to go grocery shopping once right. you get there for 14 days. Um, but if we just go between the condo and the airport, it's mm-hmm. fine. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. That's really, it's really cool to hear about you guys, I guess being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, can't think of the word, but I mean, you guys think being able to think about even ex- doing something as simple as accepting help from, mm-hmm. uh, from the hospital, um, mm-hmm. Ethan's new job. Like that's such an important thing that I feel like kind of gets swept under the rug every now and then is being able to accept help from people, other people who aren't Christians. Cause mm-hmm. that's the whole idea of moving up there mm-hmm. is, is being able to, build relationships with people who don't know Christ and and making disciples. Yeah. And so I think sometimes 
I think this will be something that we even try to um, fight the urge to do when when all of us are up there, but but fight the urge to um, just create these bubbles of yes. just your your Christian friends, especially in a place like Vermont where it's not really Christian uh, very much at all, other than you know the select few people that you know, mm-hmm. and and being able to branch mm-hmm. out and actually build relationships with unbelievers because you got to do that in order yeah. to make disciples and so yeah. that's cool to hear that you guys are being purposeful there we go that's what i was looking for purposeful <laughs> uh doing that with a hospital that's yeah. that's great to hear yeah um so well i guess i could ask you guys where are oh, yeah. you guys in the process of mm-hmm. i mean because you guys really kind of tried to plan to come near the same time as us yeah but you guys do have an infant so how's yeah that right <laughs> right yeah so it's uh i mean i I mean, you guys know this, like it's a huge learning curve of, you know, taking care of a newborn baby and trying to, um, not only trying to learn how to keep it alive or keep him alive, but, <laughs> uh, which is a big deal. Um, but also figuring out mine and Kayla's relationship mm-hmm. in like, and adding another human being to that and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how, how we work in tandem with trying to take care of Rowan and all that kind of stuff. So that's been um, a learning a learning process as well um, and then just recognizing that you know the time that Kayla and I have um, even to ourselves you know it has to be divvied up differently um, mm-hmm. because of all of this um, so it's it's a huge learning curve but it's also been the most wonderful experience I've ever had in my entire life mm-hmm. I mean Rowan is the biggest blessing um, you know apart from Kayla that God has ever given me um, and so I think when we get to August, the first week of August is when we are aiming to actually leave. So about a month and a half after you guys, or no, mm-hmm. two months, one month after you guys. Yeah. Um, I can't tell time. Um, <laughs> that's when we, that's when we're planning on going. And so he'll be uh, two-ish months, I think, around that time. Yeah. So we'll have the experience of going on a, on a long cross-country car ride with uh, with a infant so that will be very interesting because yeah so like our whole plan is kayla's going to drive the car and her friend is going to be going with her and then i'll be driving the moving truck okay so just things you got to think about when you are wanting to church plant across the country or or going vertically in the country i guess um so yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. We're still trying to figure out some apartment things. Um, I plan on getting a part-time job, so I'm sending out applications and stuff right now. Um, so trying really hard to trust God in this. And this is one of those things that I think I err on the side of like, I don't know, always trying to do things on my own power, even things like this and not praying enough about it and not um, trusting that God's going to provide or not even thinking about praying sometimes is is something that I'm trying to work on too because like um, I recognize that I wasn't even really praying before I was like doing the resume. I wasn't really praying mm. before I sent out my resumes. Yeah. And so that's definitely something that I'm trying to, uh, correct course on and and just pray more yeah. and uh, and that's kind of one of the things that I want to do is like as a team as well yeah. just pray more together and pray yes. for each other and pray for the church plant and all that kind of stuff um, but yeah that's kind of where we are right now and and that's kind of the thrust of this podcast I mean we really wanted to talk about just the logistics of of moving because it's a lot there's so many things but not only that but also keeping our perspective 
um, or keeping our eyes on Jesus throughout all of this uh, craziness and, uh, yeah. and in the messiness of all of these logistics, making sure that our aim and our focus is still on Christ because it's so easy to just forget him when you're trying to, I mean, I wrote down a few things that you have to think about when you're moving. I mean, you had to think about jobs, apartments, getting your driver's license changed, your mailing address changed, legal address changed, school zones for children, moving expenses and, and how you're gonna move, health insurance, um, even thinking about the logistics for the future church plant and just like a million other things. Turning on the water and, Tur- yeah. and the energy. and the- <laughs> Right, it just, the list just kind of keeps yeah. going on. Yeah. And in the midst of all of that, I think Jesus can sometimes get lost in the jumble if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and I kind of started noticing that for myself, and that's kind of what I wanted to wanted to talk about. But has that been a struggle for, for you and Ethan? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So something we did, um, I guess it was right when the pandemic started as well. When the pandemic started was also when our our house went on the market. So pandemic genesis and us moving this whole moving process Mm -hmm. literally started on the same day so um what we started doing on that day was we'd never in our marriage ever had like a consistent bible study time Mm -hmm. together and i think even just your point um about having an infant and having to like reorganize your marriage it's like having this transition and this new like Uh, goal Mm -hmm. of like being on a church planning team it just focuses you um or hopefully it does hopefully you become focused but um we just wanted to recenter and we wanted to have some consistency and so now we're doing like nightly devotions as a couple like Mm -hmm. the second we lay Heidi down um and I don't know if this is a good this this could be a good idea for people listening if you haven't found a good time we have found We do supper as a family. One of us lays Heidi down, and then we have like we. I mean, we we're not having huge expectations at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. We have like five minutes of reading a devotion. We swap between two devotions. Um, well, we do a catechism, and then we do a devotion. My utmost for his highest. Just oh yeah, basic awesome. Oswald Chambers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's Just cool. Basic things. Yeah. And we even vowed to each other, we were like, as as soon as we start this, we're not even going to discuss it a lot. We're just going to read it, soak mm-hmm. it in, say a few comments, and then just pray for each other. And yeah. that's it. Um, and that's been so helpful because if our bond is strong and our bond with God is strong, mm-hmm. everything else is a lot easier to manage. Right. I don't have to right. wonder what he's thinking in the back of his mind because I know at nighttime we're gonna have this moment where we're bonded and we're bonded in Christ um so that's been a huge thing but I've noticed something that helps me like something my brain has done to help me focus on the mission Mm -hmm. is taking some time I guess it's praying I don't know if it's intentional prayer if it's just meditation on God but like anytime I'm about to talk to someone from Vermont I kind of I, I think before I speak, which I don't, I don't usually do. I'm a verbal <laughs> processor. So I take a few moments to like think about how the conversation is going. Mm-hmm. And I notice I'm just being really intentional about all my conversations, even mm-hmm. whether it's my landlord or it's my 
um, realtor that we talked to, just recognizing that any interaction with these people mm-hmm. is it's the building blocks to building relationships with people in Vermont. Yeah, and yeah. so that's a way that I can keep, instead of being stressed out about mm-hmm. talking to a new, talking to our realtor, what are all the questions I'm going to ask her? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do I need to remember to ask the landlord? I kind of take a second to kind of appreciate, I'm going to be talking to people that I'll have a relationship with. And this is the beginning of the church planning team. Right, like right. my realtor can come to our church. She's, you know, yeah. <laughs> just little things like that. Um, I'm trying to do that, and I'm trying to, like, focus on that um, and just being intentional and have just these logistical conversations mm-hmm. that could stress me out. But I'll just think of them as ministry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, like, that is – I think that's the key because, I mean, I, the – I think with the Westminster Confession of Faith, like it has like one of the first questions that it has, it may be the first question is what is the chief end of man? And the little answer that it has, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. This may be it. This may be kind of close, at least close to what it mm-hmm. says. It says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. And if you can look at all of these different logistical things and just ask your question, or ask the question every time you are dealing with one okay in what way am i glorifying or am i going to glorify god oh yeah even in this like mundane seemingly innocuous thing how am i glorifying god in this and yeah. i mean you're absolutely right like in your conversations with your landlord in your uh like I mean, talking with the people who are going to come and help you move and all these different kinds mm-hmm. of things like what way are you glorifying god in this and um and i think that is the ultimate key to just everything and keeping your your focus on on God even in the midst of all this logistical nightmare stuff <laughs> um, and uh, and that's honestly that's that's basically what I had too um, is is just constantly thinking of how I'm going to glorify God because nothing else truly matters mm-hmm. I mean like all this, this that whole list of things that yeah. we that we gave can seem like they're the most important thing on the planet as you're doing them and as you realize that these are things that you need to do but i mean ultimately like you are succeeding in ministry if you are glorifying god in that Mm -hmm. moment and Mm -hmm. like that's all that truly matters Mm -hmm. and it can be hard to remember that sometimes yeah it really can um and what's difficult too i think especially in ministry especially with all this logistical stuff there's this uh um i have this collection of um sermons on prayer by charles spurgeon yeah. And uh, in one of them, he has this quote that, again, I'm paraphrasing because I couldn't find it in the book. But uh, it says, basically, you can be in the midst of ministry actions when your mind has long forgotten the Lord. Mm. And that just kind of hit me in the chest because going through all of this logistical stuff, like that's part of ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's what you have to do to get up there. It's what you have to do to start a church. It's what you have to do to just live um, and so these are ministry actions that we're taking. And I was just like, has my mind forgotten the Lord as I'm going through these things? Mm-hmm. And so often, like, it has. And and it's just, man, like, I've got to change that and, and just fall on my knees and pray for God to, to redirect my, my mind and my heart. Um, and I loved what you and Ethan are doing. That's kind of what Kayla and I are trying to do, too. We, we've kind of been messing up with it the last few weeks because i mean i can use the excuse of rowan but can't really in 
all honesty, use the excuse of Rowan. But um, we've been trying to do it's that tough. too. It, it can be <laughs> it's tough. tough when he doesn't like to sleep. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a it consistent schedule, so that's yeah. tricky for you guys. It, it is kind of hard, but um, but yeah, we try to do a devotional every night too, and um, uh, we've been doing. Uh, what's it called? Um, Praying for Your Children by Nancy Guthrie. Oh, yeah. And it's it's been amazing. Like mm-hmm. anything by Nancy Guthrie, I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing that and then uh, praying for each other too. Um, but we definitely need to do it do it more often and more frequently. But yeah, it's unfortunate that um, that you're not a breastfeeding mommy because most Christian breastfeeding mommies. Yeah. Or well, you don't have to be a breastfeeding mommy. You can be just a feed, just a mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, especially there's just something about breastfeeding. But um, those were, I mean, that was a time where my prayer life was the most intense. Is mm-hmm. you're just spending this time alone with your child, and I just remember praying for her over and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, just because you have this consistent time, you're always mm-hmm. sitting with them. You don't really have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was more difficult than holding a bottle. I couldn't do two things. I was just only focused on feeding. Yeah. And I would on, I would pray like constantly. So yeah, so it can be a blessing. There yeah. You go. yeah. <laughs> the inconsistency. Right. There's a little consistency. They have to be fed, and yeah. you can pray every time. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes <laughs> it goes back to that like glorifying God in, in everything, and yeah. even in, in feeding your child. Like that can be a glorifying moment. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, well, you know, I don't really have much else to say on this particular topic of of logistics and, and keeping focused on God. It's something that we, we got to do even when we don't feel like it, even when everything kind of seems to be closing in around us. Because like you said, with you and Ethan, when you guys are, are closest to God, that's when everything just kind of feels like, I mean, your surrounding environment may not have changed at all Mm -hmm. but it might as well everything might as well have changed because your relationship with god is on the right path and it just changes the way in which you see all these different problems yeah and that's the i mean again that's the key to dealing with these logistics yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i mean i will say like in a in a factual way going through this transition i think it's really important to say it's been important to me to find a way to process everything because this is, it, it does a lot. It puts a lot of weight on your heart so that once you're there, you almost aren't ready for the new change. So, I mean, I know something that was important to me is I just started once a week just Skyping with a counselor. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because when I signed up, I've never done counseling before, but when I signed up for it, um, you can, they, you know, oh, is this addiction? Is this this? Is that? And one of the things on the list, are you going through a major life transition? And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, that's me. That's the one. That's the one. Um, and and I, I honestly, I mean, it was really just a genesis of the pandemic and losing my grandmother that just made me think about it. But mm-hmm. um, I've noticed um, just being able to process. And I think prayer does, if you, if you really have a good prayer life and if you're really comfortable with prayer, Prayer kind of helps you process, yeah. um, and I needed to process verbally, like with another human. But I think that's something that to be said in these logistics is um, just processing everything um, that you're going through and how you're handling it, and like reflecting on 
how did I speak to my spouse? How did I speak to this person? Mm-hmm. And just kind of, I mean, whether that is formal therapy or counseling or or whether that's meeting with another pastor and talking mm-hmm. to them, but I just think it's really important to be said to like process this because, yeah, um, yeah it's not it's not easy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and it, and it's okay to admit that you need, you know, you may need, may need help in like processing everything mm-hmm. and encouragement to stay in the word and encouragement to treat everyone around you with respect and love. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's so important not keeping all of those stressors just bottled up inside yeah. and and thinking that like you, either you can handle them yourself or that you may appear weak and unable to do this if you if you say you need help. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the worst thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely a, a solid piece of godly advice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that is it for this episode of the Willing Podcast. Um, if you like what you heard, you can check out the other three podcasts. Is this episode four? Oh. I can't remember. Anyway, that the, sounds right. The, yeah, yeah. The other <laughs> podcast that we that we have, we also have another podcast that kind of focuses on uh, nerdy stuff and apologetics all at the same time. Uh, so you can check that one out. It's called the Nerdy Apologist, and that one's with uh, Ethan Hunley and myself, and I think possibly Katie next time too. So that's really exciting. Katie Wilson, another person on the church plant team. Uh, if you want to learn more about the uh, the Vermont church plant that we are working on, you can go to truthfordoubt.com slash churchplanting, and you can kind of see a, a little informational video, um, why we chose Vermont, and some of the statistics of, of the, I guess, the Christian population up there and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can also check out how to support us if that's something that you may be interested in. So thank you so much for listening and uh, we will be back shortly.